From Alderaan. From Alderaan. To Zenla. To Zenla. To Zenla. And whatever's left of Krypton. We are broadcasting live from the largest ship. From the largest from ship. The largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. We're just, we're just coming up to. We won. Yeah, we're a team. Yeah, team. It took, it it took a group effort. Somebody had to fly that ship, and someone had to clean it for him to get from point A to point B. At least until he got the space tone. Hello. Hello. Um, I would like to thank. Everyone who disappeared. You helped make this happen. And true. Suck Very it. True. Suck it, Sandman. Yeah. Suck it. Crying baby. Yeah. I also want to thank my mom and my dad and the other amphibious life forms that are from my planet. And that helped, you know, with this, yeah. all of this. Yeah. And then Oh, oh and all the Thanos. I want to thank Thanos. It's all Thanos. Thanos did everything. Everything's Thanos. Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to thank the geothermal pressure that created my diamond-like body. Uh, I don't have parents. That's kind of how, that's kind of how it works. Um, and, uh, and, and Thanos, and, and especially the Black Order. They couldn't be here uh, for reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will, we will hand-deliver this to Thanos... Uh, when, when we find when, him, when, when we, we find him, when we find him, yeah. Uh, but trust me, he really kind of wanted to be here. He's I gone mean, all day he to have, Yeah, he yeah. might not have known about it. So yeah, um, I mean, we we tried to deliver the invite. Um, but where we, we didn't know where yeah, to go. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really. Okay, I guess this is our time. Okay, no, uh, no, you go. do not play us uh, off. You do not play us. We free just, Adam Warlock. Free out of <laughs> we we decide. We decide. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. So, what are we going to do with this award now that we have it? I mean, I guess we're just going to hold on to it. I say uh, every time we do an episode, we just twirl it, like South Park wise. Every time we do something ridiculously yeah. stupid. That's actually a really good idea. Okay. For anyone listening out there, uh, you're listening to Sanctuary One Radio. We are very so We just won it. Well, Thanos won an award. No, no, we won the award. I mean, Thanos won the award. We just, he's not here. Uh, it's going on my mantle. So by default, uh, I mean, you tell him that. That's a, that's a chick magnet, right? First, we'd have uh, to find him in order to be able to tell him. That is true. Or dude magnet, whatever floats your boat. I mean, exactly. 
Wait, on your or mantle? Or it magnet? What? He said it's going to be on his mantle. Aren't we doing this like Stanley Cup? It's, like it's going to be on the ship's it? mantle. I mean, yeah. we're not. It's not going home with any of us. Sorry, Prince. I'm sorry. It's Diamond Jack Props aside. It's Oscar night, in case you were wondering. Uh, a, a very. Uh, we're going to have an interesting discussion around not the Oscars. The Oscars are a part of the conversation. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this newfound kind of spotlight that's on superhero films uh, in, a, in an exciting way to an extent. Uh, superhero films are getting a lot of attention uh, lately. Some of it is, I don't want to call it half-assed attention, but it's attention nonetheless. It's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Black Panther getting a nomination for best soundtrack, right? It's got a phenomenal soundtrack, but it's it's their way of including a superhero film without really being a part of it. And, with the, yet, and, and, with, and without speaking to the, the core, the of, core of, of what, what that movie what was. What it is, yeah. yeah. Um, even with that said, though, there's... I'm interested because this does not necessarily correlate to a lot of the dialogue that's been coming around these films in their quality, in their writing. Uh, And I thought we could have a discussion around how superhero movies have evolved and how that could potentially impact the theater going experience. Um, I want to start with a very general question. And that is uh, over the last, let's say 20 years, what was the movie that you watched that you said to yourself something's changing within these movies uh that that is leading to something great i mean for for me and i i think me and props we we spoke about it one of the first ones that really like as far as superhero movies or comic book movies was i mean the dark knight i mean that's that's one of the first ones the real big ones um that was really you know well written well acted Mm -hmm. you know uh, I'd say the first one that was that was one of the ones where like they got pseudo art housey yeah, like when they yeah. like the writing was taken to another level. Um, again, probably one of the best ones of its generation was Spider Man Two. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. just I, I would agree. good story, good plot, good an, good, good animation, villain, ev- yeah. good villain, like everything. Everything mm-hmm. was on point in that movie, and it's yeah. still one of the still one of the better comic book movies of all time. Yeah, in my opinion people can feel free to disagree with me, but, um, that, that movie, I think was one of the first ones where I started to see, especially after the era of the Joel Schumacher movies. Yeah. That shift, like the, where comic book movies started really taking themselves seriously. Yeah. Or at least attempting to, which is why three is such a, such a, Kicking hard balls. pivot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> X-Men 2 being up there as well. Like another attempt to tell a really, like a deep, semi-nuanced story yeah. within the context of a superhero movie. I think both of them suffer a little bit because they're still inherently superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's kind of what, that's where I landed. I was I was looking back at like the lineup of movies when they came out. And I remember thinking to myself, not that Dark Knight wasn't an amazingly well-written movie, but it felt like a one-off. Like yeah, I, it, yeah. I, it never felt. I, I never felt like superhero movies as an industry were really changing. I just felt like someone had written this one movie that was distinctly different from okay. anything else we had gotten. Like the first one for me was Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was going to be the one I was, was the first one, one that yeah. was like I'm. St- and, ever, and since then, 
the trend has been. If we were saying like a pivot for the industry, and we've talked about it before, that's yeah. the first movie that wasn't a super that was a superhero superhero movie secondary. Yes. Yeah, it was like a it, genre. It was a spy, you know, espionage genre movie that happened to have superheroes. Avengers in it. is kind of when you go, oh, something is changing, but I don't quite know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and Winter Soldier is the one that goes, oh, I think I know what it is. It's a it's a higher quality of film that is outside the realm of what people are used to with superhero movies. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. Like with Avengers, there was that moment where you're like, they took they took something that shouldn't have worked. And, and it, it worked did. really well. And that was based on the writing and how well mm-hmm. they invested in that movie. Yeah. Um, because, actors, writing, everything was just on point and it came together yeah, because well. because you have to think, like, the first, real, like, I guess the first kind of genre movie for the MCU uh, was kind of um, uh, the first Avenger because it was like a war movie. Not not hardcore war movie. Yeah. But um, my only problem with that didn't, is... They didn't go 100% into it. It was still much more of a superhero movie yeah, than a yeah, genre movie. Yeah. It was a genre... In the... In the Phase one, everything in my opinion was more a superhero movie with a genre. A very large superhero movie. Right. It it was a superhero movie with a genre subplot. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Banner was a science catastrophe movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Thor was a pseudo space epic, kind of. Or like, was the the lost alien on Earth story, like trope. Yeah. Yeah. And Winter Soldier was like framed within a war narrative, but the war narrative was all. First Avengers. Avengers, sorry. Uh, was always secondary to the fact that he was a superhero. Yeah. Okay. Um, whereas Winter Soldier is where you saw that pivot. True. And you, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is also along that lines, yeah. where it was definitely a space epic, but I think it had the advantage of no one knew those were superheroes. Well, I think I think the thing that I remember about Guardians the most is that it was a film that solidified that superhero films belong in the same meta conversation as like your Star Wars, your Star Trek films, because they proved superheroes don't have to exist in a vacuum that the, the regular moviegoer is used to Mm -hmm. that you can bring them into the realm of a space opera or a space epic and still get that vibe. I mean, and and, and, and on the flip side, you know, it, it also, and I, I talked to props a little bit about this too, is it kind of changes your expectation for what comes next. Um, So, you know, when you see, you know, a a genre movie like The Winter Soldier, or you see that kind of one-off art house film like The Dark Knight, you're, you know, the general audience uh, or even the hardcore, you know, comic book fans start to expect maybe more. And how does that affect how they push forward? Like... And I think that's something the MCU has been trying to do. You know, how do we push forward? How do we get new directors who want to take chances, who want to do different things? And that's why we have things like the Guardians. Um, so I want to I want to highlight something in particular. And you and I might be looking at the same list. I don't quite know for sure. Um, is comic movies in the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. It's a change in culture. Yeah. Uh, where well, actually, it's not even really a change in culture, but it's a, it, it. This has always been the cubby hole that superhero films have been put into, which is like best effects, best makeup, best makeup, best visual direction, best sound, stuff like that. Uh, and you go through and literally, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the dark Knight is the only one with like best performance by an actor in a supporting role, which you have said they, I legitimately believe. And I, 
and I feel this more a slight towards the Academy Awards than to uh, Heath Ledger. He would not have gotten that if it if he had not have died. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's like meant, he got that award posthumously. It's not a slight towards towards Ledger at all. That's I, towards I think Academy. he deserved it. Regardless, regardless, that yeah. was an amazing performance, mm-hmm. and I think he might have got he might might have gotten nominated. Yeah, but I don't think he would have won. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at that, the only superhero films that we can equate to something is animated films, like Big Hero Six won <laughs> best, best animated, animated film. Um, uh, and I think I think it's easier for them to do that though. Correct, because yes. it's animated, so, and that's and that's I think is 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 a slight from the Academy as well. Right. That they'll only recognize these in a weird subgenre. Exactly. Uh, of awards. I do find it interesting. Logan is the first ever, uh, nominated, uh, for best adapted screenplay. Correct. Again? And black Panther is ever superhero film nominated for best for adapted that one. screenplay. I mean, and you have to think again, that was another, that movie had to be so out of left field to get the attention of, of the nomination committee. Well, yeah, there's another one that had Which to do blows something my mind. that had to do something different. So drastically yeah, different. Yeah. Um, and Black Panther is getting the best picture category while also getting nominations in best production, best sound mixing, best sound editing, best costume design, best original score and best original song. Um, but is getting nothing in like an acting category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's chipping away. To an extent, I but mean, I feel, well, like, I mean, if you think, but I feel if, like the Academy's yeah. very resistant to it. I mean, look at look at when they tried to do pop culture, like the yeah. best pop culture, best film, pop culture, and film. people really rebelled against it because it was it was a way for them to go. We don't have to take these movies seriously. Absolutely. Well, think about it. That was like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. Like was right. in that category. It was which, films which, by that, the way, love that film. With the, yeah, <laughs> that that has great attention to it. But at the same time, like it's not going to get a serious uh, grab from the Academy. And I, I, so let's pivot to the actual conversation. The the kind of nitty gritty of yeah. why superhero films are in the position that they're in in terms of not getting recognition by the Academy. Now, for those of you listening, that might sound like a ridiculous statement because you go, well, it's a superhero film. It's not going to be put in the same category as, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, need I remind you, Guillermo del Toro's film, uh, I can't even remember what Pan it's Labyrinth? called. Labyrinth? No, 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 no. Much more recent. The one that last year. Oh, uh, Fishman. Sh- shape of, oh, Shape of, of Water. Shape of Water. Was nominated. Which, in my opinion, is an even out of left field, even more film mm-hmm. than anything yeah. I've seen to date. I would say that's that's borderline combo movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, he the 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 character is almost like it's Abe Sapien. It's like Abe. Uh, I, I, I like when people joke I that just it's kept Abe Sapien's telling people, mom and it dad. It is Abe Sapien. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it might as well be. Mm-hmm. Ape Sapiens moment? It's a prequel yeah. to Hellboy. It's <laughs> been nominated for best film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Guillermo's like, you won't make another Hellboy? But I think that, that one's much more in the... That that doesn't have overt superhero overtones. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is what Correct. what pulls people out of it. And oddly enough, I think that goes back to the the thinking that um, uh, Bill Mayer... But, yeah, no, I was just thinking had, that as well. Uh, where he was just like... It's for kids like yeah. comic book movies. Uh, what was it uh, where he said, why are we mourning Stan Lee, a man who what sold more tickets to movies? Yeah. Um, 
but I, that that I th- that mentality. I think some of it has to do with tone deafness, uh, with with just not understanding the source material. Is it tone deafness or is it detachment? Probably both. A combination, I think. I because th- tone I think deafness implies like a like a they just not sinister, but just like an intentionality of of ignorance well or it doesn't resonate with them and therefore it can't be good yes got yeah. you yeah. okay so tone de- like for me like when you think tone deaf it's like i i can hear that but i'm not hearing why it's good yeah exactly like it just sounds like noise it just sounds like and that's what i think they view like or it's a just, lot of people view comic it's books as it's flashing just, lights and explosions and webs flip through it you know like that's all uh-huh. it is yeah. instead yeah. of looking it as a storytelling medium and looking past again the facade around it like like why can't you look at a spider-man movie and see it as a character study of a child who lost so much when he was younger and gains so much and has a responsibility to to do more take take spider-man's power spider powers away and take dr octopus's arms away and spider-man 2 and that movie probably would have gotten nominated for award seriously yeah if yeah oh my god a scientist who's hell bent uh on on doing something gets his wife taken away from him doesn't matter what he's working on right mm-hmm. and then decides to go to crime to mm-hmm. to fund the research that he and his wife worked on then you have someone who worked with him and who's just trying to do good and then realizes that he has he has to stop someone who used to be his mentor mm-hmm. oh my god it'd be an act it'd be uh, an amazing like thriller that would get so many awards yeah I don't know if it would get awards, but I think it would have gotten but nominated. It would have gotten, gotten recognition. I'm, you know, I'm being for that, yeah. and it's and it's one of those ones. It's, I feel like, because it doesn't resonate with them, and that's, for me, there's a lot of movies I watch that I can say this was a really good movie, but it doesn't resonate with me, gotcha. and I, I wonder if they don't. I can recognize my own tone deafness when how, it comes to those movies. How much of this discussion is? our interpretation of the narratives versus the narratives actually being high quality. Well, I mean, okay. Look and at what some, I, what I mean by that is our interpretations through the filter of our fandom. Well, I mean, look at Logan. Okay. Okay. My fandom with Wolverine is I, I love Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I'd like to keep seeing Wolverines to the end of Wolverine movies till the end of time. I would. You and Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but like if you were, do the same thing to Logan that we just did with Spider-Man mm-hmm. and just take the writing, take all the superhero crap out. Right. Take it as a man who knows he's dying. Dealing with a former kind of father figure. I mean, Xavier's kind of a father figure to him. Um, and they go on a road trip and so. they go on a road trip because they're both dying. And he finds out he has a daughter he never knew. And he has to deal with that. And there are people after his daughter. You know? And he has to protect yeah. her. And he's just tired. Yeah. He's worn. Now, I, I will say I, I do agree with you a little bit that we are, we probably are projecting oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a bit more story onto it than it than it has. Um, I, I think in some cases... Dark Knight, I don't think that's the case. No, definitely. Like, I think yeah. Dark Knight really, like... There's nuance there, yeah. Um, Logan, I don't think has a lot of nuance. Okay. That one, I think, like, we're projecting the history that we have with Logan and Professor X, which, in my opinion, makes that movie better because we have... 
well, what was it? Uh, they just won a Guinness World Record for because they they're the longest running playing char- the same character playing the same character in a comic book movies yeah ever both um, Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart and, Hugh, and Jackman. Hugh Jackman. But we have that level of investment. Seventeen years mm-hmm. since nineteen, well, eighteen years, nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. to two thousand seventeen. At this point, nineteen years. Yeah. Of investments in Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Xavier's Xavier, so, and, Patrick Stewart's Xavier. I guess, I guess you're right. So from from wherever, so take wherever the last movie was before Logan, and Logan. And we don't know what happened in those intervening years. Sure. But we fill in the gaps with what, with our, what with we, our fandom. we think or what we know. Right. So I the, guess story, my question is, the story is able to not have to tell that story. I, I so then right I guess the more granular question, because remember, the Oscars are, are very wide scale. What prevents a movie like Logan from being in the best cinematography category? From being a film as a super like, and this is for me. I, I, it's almost like Logan for me is up there with Mad Max Fury Road in terms of design and delivery and visualization. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mad Max is up there in terms of quality, but, but Logan did, I, I would argue close to the same amount with less. Like in world building, because I mean, like, like actual like movie wise building, no. Because well, I mean, like Mad Max, like the visualizations in Mad Max far exceed anything you saw in Logan. Correct. Yeah, I'm not saying best visuals. I'm saying the way, uh, the way the way the camera captures the scene. Okay, you know, I'll give you that. Cinematography. Yeah, even Logan still has the greatest final scene in a movie I can think of almost ever. Yeah. Like, and again, part of that's my investment in in that story, but just her turning that, that X. Yeah. And then walking away into the mountains. I was just like, yeah, this is Fox. You're done. You should never make another movie again <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. That's your like, moment to kind of, that's, that's your moment to be like, well, I mean, in a similar vein, I felt the same way when I watched spider verse yeah. and I'm like, Sony stop making live action movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do this. Yeah, I think I think in terms of like creativity, I think Mad Max takes takes the. Cake oh my god! Yeah, yeah. in terms just, of what was there, it is a visual feast. But in terms of how they use the camera to capture things, yeah, I'll give you that. For there's, Logan. A, there's a similarity there with the environments that they used uh, that and the aesthetics. Logan there. in the uh, the Vegas casino scene. Yeah, just that. Just the that slow motion through. Vegas casino scene is mm-hmm. so good. It, that is uh, um, uh, visceral. One, it's a visceral scene, but that's a whole nother beast entirely. But, but I wonder why there are certain films that are, are their presence is devoid of like all subjects, unless it is like best visuals or best soundtrack. And it really takes away from the actual film itself. As soon, like I said, as soon as you put a superhero in it, for some reason, people mentally detach from it. They turn off. Yeah. And it's, um, so it's that white noise of, if it has uh, a superhero, if it has a superhero in it, there's no way it can nearly uh, by it's guilty by association. By association. I, uh, I give you an example. Or it's bad by association. I was talking to two people the other day. Um, just in, just in regular conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, people that I just met that day. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I'm, we joked about something and I said, Oh, Spider-Man, I don't want to go, you know, made a joke like about infinity war. And, uh, one of the, uh, women I was talking to laughed about it and she was like, Oh, that's real funny. Blah, blah, blah. Because 
like she understood that. The other girl was like, I know about Deadpool. Yeah. And that was it. Like the, she just did the, the superhero stuff just didn't connect for her. And the other girl was like, no, my God, that was so sad. That yeah, moment. So there's a guilt by you know? association of I'm not interested in this movie merely because it's a superhero. Yeah. And she and she was like, I watched Deadpool because Ryan Reynolds was in it. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I w- <laughs> there are a lot of people that are just as soon as you say it's a comic book movie, you're like. Nah, I'm okay. and, nah. there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but you don't like comic book movies. You don't? I, I feel like that's less and less people every year. Yes, agreed. So? As 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 they have moved again, I think that turning point is probably well, probably Iron Man. For Iron a lot Man of was people, the turning point for accessibility in terms right, of, and that's where you started getting more people like, being invested in comic they were book like, movies. Well, that and it and it turned into it was much less of a a, a hokey thing, and it was like getting good actors to be in these movies. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Once you, once you get really good actors I mean, they to took, be a part of it. They took a chance on Robert, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. right? They didn't know. But the moment you bring in, his like. character was going to be him. Scarlett Johansson and Chadwick yeah. Bossman and Michael oh B. God, Jordan. Yes. And these guys were like, yeah, I will add Martin Freeman. Yeah, I'll be a part of this universe. Absolutely. Who, and right? who, it's a very different. Who loved it. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's a very different tempo. And the thing that I've always appreciated is that Robert Downey Jr. has talked about these films very seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. They're not casual um, just experiences. They are high-quality films in which they talk extensively about the motivations of characters and the narratives themselves and yeah. what everything should be focused on. And I we talked about it, like that moment that. where Robert Downey was just like, no, my... I, I know, I know this character. I would just tell them I'm Iron Man. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, but that's not where we're going with the end of this movie." And he was like, "But that's what my character. That's would what do. my character would do." I, I literally, I am Iron Man. Why would I not say that at the end of this? He would just at the, that prep conference, he would be like, "No, I'm just, I'm Iron Man." Yeah, and that's how this movie should end. And they were like, "Okay, if you feel that way, that's what we'll go with." And he completely changed the direction I of the MCU. Yeah. Like he killed secret person. identities. That yeah. was one person changing that. You yeah. Know? And I and I think that made them look and say, look at look at great things that can happen by getting great talent. Yeah, yeah. And it made great talent want to be in those movies. Well, if you think about it though, um the X-Men movies and the um Spider-Man movies started that. The yeah. count like yeah, the talent yeah. ones. So I mean like you've got Patrick Stewart, a Shakespearean actor. I mean, everybody agreed that he had to be Professor X. Yeah, there was like no if you ever saw a, a survey that said, Hey, I mean, Wizards used to be like, hey, who would we cast as character? And undoubtedly, every time the X-Men came up, it was always Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Yeah, there was X. no one else. There was no one else anyone saw could play now, Professor here's, X. I, and I think, and I don't Except know Except for James McAvoy, apparently. Yeah. Now. Uh, who does a great job? Who does yeah. a really good job. Um, and I think this might be what you're getting at, but I almost feel like if the X-Men movie started it, they, they established that really prominent, popular actors could play these roles could comfortably and very, very confidently play these roles. The, the MCU established not only could popular prominent actors play these roles, but it would influence the rest of Hollywood to be a part of this experience. Yeah. You know, the X-Men was its own bubble. Spider-Man was its own bubble. Now we've seen, Hey, you want to, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Going up to people and saying, you want to play this character. Trust yeah, me. Look, look at your, uh, telling Mark Ruffalo, your, you want to do look this. Look at your Hiddlestons. Look at your Cumberbatches. Benedict Cumberbatch 
never never had to do Doctor Strange. See, I would wonder if it was Iron Man or Batman Begins. No, you Christian Bale, yeah. Christian Bale. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Like these, these True. were uh, uh, yeah. Martin. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking Martin Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman, like these are really big actors yeah. that were in a comic book movie, and it was well done. Yeah. So Maggie I think Gyllenhaal, I think, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. think I think Batman Begins. Uh, well, I think that one was um, not Maggie Gyllenhaal yet. Batman Begins had no, that um, was, Katie uh, Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you had prominent actors and actresses that are Gary Oldman, right? Like yeah. they had to, they had to step. I think comic book movies realized they had to step their game up. And Batman Begins, to me, is another one of those times that really kind of started that. Yes, it's okay, Batman, but we we want to present a different narrative. Right. We're not going to present the Batman narrative you're used to. We're going to tell a different story. I think, the again, the problem with that movie that they kind of corrected in Dark Knight was it was about Batman being a superhero. And that's not as interesting a story Correct. as a story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this, well, the second film is out of this world different but that's what i mean so uh but i think batman begins started the comic book narrative that led to marvel being like we need to do something different we need to tell this story differently yeah and especially we have to tell it differently than what they're doing with batman begins yeah i want to play a little activity i'm going to list off five movies the award that you would give this movie to so it doesn't matter which one it could be Whatever award you would award this An actual film. award. An actual award. Not like, eh. so it's best two and a half hour experience. Best like this, villain. Uh, <laughs> best villainous plan. Best, best villainous plan ever. Um, Suck it, Doom. Uh, and they're going to be they're gonna be films that, uh, for the most part, we haven't talked about before. Yeah. Uh, or at least in this conversation as of yet. Um, Deadpool. And it's an Academy Award? Wait, wait, the first movie uh, or the second movie? Uh, 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 first one. If you were to give it an award, that is not best visual effects. <laughs> um, I would say uh, best actor. Mm. Ryan Reynolds played the role they asked him to play insanely well. Yeah. Um, and if you look, especially if you look at the source material. I'd, I'd also look in the, to the costuming as well, but I mean... I, but I think that goes in along the lines of like best visual effects. I These are the, those sense. are the awards yeah, yeah. comic best, book movies best were best hair and makeup. <laughs> right, those are com- those are sure. awards that comic like, book could, movies were could already Deadpool winning. Win best comedy. That was the yeah, other thing. No, I was that, thinking. that was what I was thinking too. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I don't know Oscar categories well enough. Yeah, I didn't know if that was no, one that's of them. Fine. Best, but I would, I would say, say best comedy, best performance by a comedic actor, or whatever it is. Yeah, I would say, oh my god, yes, yes, hundred percent. I mean, I laugh. Off of that movie, the yeah. title, the opening credits <laughs> had me rolling. Oh God, yeah. yeah, that's now. If we were talking Deadpool two, I'd say maybe soundtrack because it has the Juggernaut song. No. That <laughs> is Holy shit, shit balls! It's, it's the, the Juggernaut. juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um. Well, Pooey. Uh, I don't know. This is really tough. I I would say uh, best it's, screenplay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. And uh, possibly, possibly, I would give. So, 
So Civil I, War is one of my favorite Iron Man moments, like Robert Downey Jr. I yeah. think best supporting. Best supporting actor. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I would also give uh yeah, like Robert Downey really killed it that one. Just oh my the, god. Just, the the scene in the hallway. Yeah. Yes, that's when exactly he's talking what to I'm that thinking. lady and you yeah. see him react like yeah. she's about to attack him. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one I I'd go there. Uh best supporting. I I just really like that plot. I know a lot of people don't and that power to them. No, but. I loved where you thought it was going to go and where it went. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then the, the pivot, the story, the, the playing with your expectations. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I love how, how much it trusts the audience. Yeah. Yeah. As a screenplay, yeah. like as, as a piece That's of actually writing, a really good point. Yeah. It puts a lot like the, puts like a lot of trust to, in the audience to pay attention. Right. And the, what we've talked about with like, Spider-Man, there's two lines in that movie that you have to really, really pick up on to realize that Tony was going after Spider-Man as a non-violent way of dealing with Captain America. It's that um, when he talks about the webbing, like that's the primary focus of his conversation with Peter. Isn't Peter's strength, agility, superpowers? It's the webbing. Yeah. Because he wants a non-violent way of detaining Captain America. And then in the conversation when they're like, just what do I do now? Is like stick with the plan, hang back and web him. Yeah. Like the entire point of him being there was he needed some way, a nonviolent way of detaining Captain America and the tensile strength of the webbing was his plan. Yeah. Boom. Boom. But again, never spelled out. There's two line. There's basically two lines in that movie that kind of put that in there and you have to read into it. Yeah. Which I think is for me a lot of fun. And then Zemo's plan. Uh, I think there's a little bit like, Deus Ex or like really fortuitous luck. And yeah. I kind of wish he had acknowledged that when they both show up. Cause I don't think that was part of his plan. Yeah. For was both that both Bucky and Captain America? I think he had planned on finding that video and releasing it. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then watching it devastate Captain just, America. And yeah. Just Iron Man. But they were like, Oh, you're both here. I don't have to go find you or yeah, release yeah. this. I can just show it to you now. Yeah. Yay. So what, uh, uh, I got, I got a curveball for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man three. <laughs> that's a tough one i think so a comedic appearance by an actor uh for um you just made that up for the man for the mandarin you just made that shit up <laughs> i did uh, best best, be- i'll give best supporting to, 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 to ben to, kingsley yeah 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 because okay. he, he, he killed it killed as the it. mandarin and then he killed it again as trevor he as did he's like, yeah you'll never see me coming. coming and he's like oh no i had a you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh Come so on, I, would, I would do best supporting um uh, there are some glaring problems with that movie, and it's my least favorite of the Iron Man movies. Yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, I don't dislike it as much as other people do, mostly because it managed to surprise me, and yeah. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that's worth the best the best screenplay. No. Um, <laughs> but I would give like best supporting actor or best supporting actor in a comedy, mm-hmm. like or in a comedic role or something like that. If that exists, I don't fucking know. Yeah, and. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. No, that's I, fine. Like, I don't think Pepper really earned it. I don't. Uh, Cheeto wasn't in it enough. I, don't I, think. I I think like if he had had more time, I think yeah. he would have been really good. Uh, but I'd I'd say yeah. The only person I could really legitimately give an award to for that movie is 
is Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I think because he, he sold playing the role. They asked him. He's like big he, time. he sold me on the Mandarin, and yeah. then he sold me on Jeffrey Slattery, yeah, which is a hard um, turn to, to make. Which uh, it is very tough. Like like not very even, many actors could pull that off. As well, when you see the the Marvel one shot. Uh, and yeah. he's and like, they're like, done. do it, do it, do it. He's like, you'll never see me coming. He's like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, <laughs> I vomited. You said you're gonna throw us a curveball, and then you're like, okay, I'm just gonna. It's like baseball. I'm gonna, here's I'm gonna, another curveball. I'm gonna roll no. the ball along the no, ground no, 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 and ask you to no, try no, to knock what it he out did. of the park. Here's what he did. He threw a curveball. We looked at it, and he hit us with a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can just go to first base. Have fun. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> man. Stunning visual effects. No, uh, <laughs> that's a I don't even like the visual effects. It's no, too I didn't. dark. No, it is way too dark. Um, again, uh, best actor with Jesse Eisenberg. I'll, I, he sold he me. Played, he played the part. He played the part. They the asked him to very well. And yeah. I, th- and I think especially in the extended edition, I did not like the character they asked him to play, but he played it well. I can't like, I kind of wish there had just been like, we talked about it, those moments with like that weird little, yeah. Uh, the Jolly Rancher scene when he like forces the guy yeah. to eat it or whatever. Like, yeah. I I wanted more of that like crazy. Oh, I'm hey, I'm gonna play basketball. And I, now lo- I'm I be, look like, crazy, super, but I'm really like super sinister. Like, right. Like I look like a fun go lucky. I'm gonna play basketball. I'm a CEO, kind of guy. Like <clears throat> like you know. All right. Uh, um, uh, other than that, I can't. <laughs> I can't honestly. In good conscience, I cannot. In good conscience, try to say that. Give you that an answer been, to this question. I, uh, I, again, visuals, maybe makeup, maybe. What, I don't know. Uh, what award should Spider-Man Two have won? Oh my God! Uh, uh, I would say Molina for best acting. Definitely best actor. Um, or best supporting. If you wanted to say he was the villain, he was like a supporting actor. villain. I, I don't um, know. I think he was in enough of the movie. Actor. I would say he's a main he's character, actor, but yeah. if, but either one of those, like he played it really well and it's Alfred Molina. Yeah. It's a big deal. He played it really well. Um, I am not a monster, right? Spider. As, as far as that, I, again, in the time, I would say, like, like I said, if you took out, if you took out the superhero elements, that is still a good story. Avenge me. So best, um, uh, adapted screenplay. It's yeah. tough for me to say that because I think the basis you have for that is the Dark Knight. So I mean, yeah. The well, I mean, the Dark Knight didn't even win that, did it? No, it no. just won Best Actor. The first one that's re- the first one that's ever been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay is Logan. Is Logan? Yeah, yeah I feel um, bad because we know so little about categories. We're like Best Actor, Best Comedic Actor to show up for less than five minutes. Boom, boom. <laughs> Um, for <laughs> Spider-Man 2, I'd want to say best screen. I'd, I'd like to say best adaptive screenplay, but I feel like there's, especially since they didn't have to do the setup for Spider-Man. Yes. Like it, it, it excels it in the sequel. More time. Right. There's no, there's no, um, fluff exposition, like yeah. over exposition just to set up the superhero. The only exposition is to set up Molina yeah. or like Dr. Octopus and all of that was, good I and wonder, it wasn't that long i wonder if we could get a guinness world book of records for uncle ben being the character killed on screen the most in movies oh absolutely <laughs> um let's transition then to the impact that this newfound attention on superhero films can have um we were talking before the show when we were talking about the subject around the idea that 
let let's assume for a moment that superhero films get more and more attention and that the quality of superhero films continues to improve and grow and the narratives get better and better and better i feel and again you could correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like people equate the movie going experience uh, let me rephrase a majority of people will say 90 percent equate the movie-going experience with the budget that is directly correlated to the film. And very rare, or not very often, do people go to the theater to see a smaller-budget film. Whether it's a film like... I, I've I mean, talked then, about this film often, like Hereditary. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean there, have been I articles, there have been articles written about this kind of thing where they say that superhero movies are killing exactly. indie movies. Indie movies. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe not killing, but are... Hampering uh, are, yeah. are are Exactly, hampering their success. Yeah. Now, they're not having a lack of success in the Oscar scene. Yeah, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I guess my question is, should indie movies or should small budget movies be more fearful now that we are seeing this change in trend in superhero films as being of a higher quality to further solidify the reason people go to the theater to see big budget films. Um, I mean, technically, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, cause you, you, you see superhero movies now are starting to adopt genres. Uh, they're starting to adopt, uh, different ways of filming, different ways of writing, you can have you could have an indie movie maker make a superhero film now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be an indie; it wouldn't necessarily be an indie movie, but they could make it. I like mean, hell, you know? we're getting that. It's called Brightburn. Yeah, yeah. Say, we're getting that shit. Well, already. I mean, there was that's um, what blows my mind. What was it? The um, the Rain Wilson one where he was like oh, a yeah, psychotic yeah, yeah. superhero with Alan Page. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it, but he just ran around hitting people with a wrench. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, um, Liv Tyler uh, and Kevin Bacon were going at it. Sure, I, it was it was not that bad of a movie, but it was like super. It was um, pretty dark. Yeah, it was pretty dark. But that's that's the um, Guardians of the Galaxy guy, right? Who? Kevin oh. Slither, uh, the director, uh, Brightburn. Oh, oh yeah. why I am I playing his name? Gun. James Gunn. I think that's him, right? James Gunn, yeah. That uh, made that movie? I have no idea. I, don't I thought know. it was. I don't even know what movie you're talking about, but go ahead. Continue your point. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we've had, like, indie superhero movie-ish stuff before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue Spawn. Yeah. Was more of, like, an indie kind of thing. It was, like, a blockbuster, but... Uh, I mean, and you can even... Uh, uh, Blade was kind of think, very much like an indie. I mean, crossing genres a little bit, but, like, The Matrix. Right. Yeah, so we've we've had uh, stories that are kind of like that. It's Brightburn, I think, is one of the first like big. It's literally called Super, and yes, it is directed by James Gunn. There you go, boom. Um, but yeah, it's he go he thinks he's a superhero and he just goes around like beating people to death. Yeah, or, he like, doesn't super, actually have a superpower, right? Just with a wrench. Um, and then he gets a a sidekick in Ellen Page who's like crazy because she plays that well. Um, <laughs> look at you know, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. She plays. She plays it well. Um, so it's it's tough. I think can comic books detruct blockbusters? I think hurt indie movies. Mm. 
comic book movies are the current blockbuster. So everyone's blaming comic book movies. Okay. But it's I think same like same for action movies, cop movies, like right. back in the back in the nineties, you know? Westerns probably killed all the indie movies that were trying to come out around then. Um James Bond movies probably killed any any indie movie to try to launch in the same week month as a James Bond movie. I don't know that Star Wars Right. You know? Star Wars killed any other movie that was coming out in the theater then. Yeah. But I mean like most theaters had what, two the- two theaters at that point? Yeah. Um but even now, I mean... But now, the I think the prolificness of numbers of movies that are coming out at one time is more than any other I mean, time I, in history. Time yeah, in history I mean, how much did they that, save that the appeal next to a mass audience. You know, for the next phase, Marvel alone is going to have 23? Yeah, so era? according to Feige, he said it's a 23-movie journey in the next, in the next like, what we're, what we're colloquially So we're in the ballpark, is what you're saying. Yes. For our plan. We're in the ballpark. We're yeah, the ballpark. we were like what two three We might not short? be we might not be uh we two. might not be at our seats, but we're getting our concessions right now. We're 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 in the ballpark. Right. So it's but I think those those moments that these comic book movies appeal to the to such a mass diverse audience that before uh Blockbuster like okay Star Wars came out your Star Wars nerds and your mildly sci-fi interested people would flood the theater. Everyone else would go see movie B. Gotcha. But now it's a cultural phenomenon. Right. And now a lot of people are into the MCU movies. Like, uh, I always say, uh, I had my birthdays in May. Most, uh, a lot of com- a lot of the Marvel movies, re- one of them releases every May. Um, or around May and, um, uh, Thor was coming out and my mom was like, Hey, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, you know what, mom, whatever you want to do for mother's day, we can do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. And she goes, I want to go see Thor. And I was like, that's why I love you, mom. (laughs) So my family as a family went to go see Thor and everyone had a great time. Would she have gone to see the dark Knight? No, no, not at all. Um, would she have gone to see, well, I mean, we've all gone to see Transformers, but that's because my note family knows I love Transformers. Um, but we, 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 we wouldn't go to see Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or Hereditary or Mother. Yeah. If we're thinking of like an art house movie that was like pretty big. Um, but that's something everyone in my family can enjoy from my parents in their fifties, me in my thirties and my nieces in their that are below sub 10. So then how yeah. do those movies survive in a changing environment in which the cultural phenomenons are dominating the theater? Well, I think, I think the way they, they, they survive, uh, for things like hereditary, you know, the award type movies, you know, mm-hmm. that are going to get those awards. That's how they do it. Right. They get these awards. Someone goes, Oh, I want to see why they won that award. Let's watch that movie. Yeah. That's, that's what happened with the King's Speech. I never heard of the King's Speech before. I watched that shit, the first 20 minutes of that. Most boring movie I've ever seen in my life. Actually, the rest of that movie's fantastic. Uh, yeah, oh no, I love The beginning <laughs> of that movie's awful. I love the King's Speech. Uh, but, what, but what other movie did I do it's that tough. It's tough to say a lot of movies are being judged to how well they do it at box office. And I feel like we're moving into an era where that's, mm-hmm. that's not an accurate judgment. Just like the Nielsen ratings aren't an accurate judge of how good a TV show is. Yes, but we're still seeing that's so can- outdated, right? And we're still seeing cancellations based off of Nielsen racing, Nielsen, Nielsen ratings, ratings, where it should be views, streams, 
and both user and critic reviews. Yeah. I think those should all be balanced together. I can hate the Batman v Superman movie, but user reviews love it. Should they keep making movies like that as long as people enjoy it? Screw my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think what we were talking about, like with the Star Wars stuff, where at first it was just people who were interested in that and then it became a cultural phenomenon. I think you see that happen over and over and over again. Like how many people can honestly say like out in the world that they read Tolkien before they watched Lord of the Rings? Well, okay. I mean, one out of three. Out, no, well I did two out but, of three. But outside of this room, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I can't tell you how many people were like, Hey, should I read Lord of the Rings? And I was like, I'm going to ask you a question. You remember that scene in the first part of the movie when Gandalf comes over that hill? They're like, yeah. And I was like, Frodo's waiting there, and he's really happy to see Gandalf. He's like, yeah, you really like that scene? They're like, yeah. And I was like, did you really like the grass? And they're like, what? And I was like, the grass in the Shire. Did you really like that? Did you really like that grass? And they were like, I guess. And I was like, would you want to read about it for like a page and a half? (laughs) No. And I was like, then you probably don't want to read those books. I love Tolkien. Boring shit. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, and it's, I think it's cyclical, right? Yeah. Someone, someone has an idea to put something on screen, which we haven't seen before. Yeah. Or we haven't seen a lot of. And then it becomes popular. And then it becomes big. And then we do it again. Hopefully we don't get to the Hobbit point where we're just, just put, yeah. making movies, to make, a, movies make movies, but to make movies. no offense, Peter Jackson. Well, I think I, I, I'm interested to see the direction that this goes and especially with superhero films creeping in the direction of of the indie or the small budget genre, if you will, um, what I what I think I think the platform where they survive is Netflix. For indies, yeah, that's in Bird stream- Box. Any, Remember what I said? Like yeah. the where we should be looking at is like streams, streams, yeah, aggregates, and that's similar to the Nielsen rating thing. We shouldn't be looking at box office return. We should be looking at total number of views. Mm-hmm. Um, what will be interesting to see is the evolution of that with like Netflix being based off a of subscriber base. Yeah. That's but subscriber base doesn't necessarily dictate views. I can't tell you the last time I actually used Netflix right now. I just haven't. Uh, well, we watch it. Uh, Amy and I watch it all the time. I was going to say I use a lot. I mean, I watch Punisher and then I watched. Uh, Voltron, but they and then used I the statistics Academy. of views to say that the Punisher was the smallest percentage drop of the shows. It's still a twenty percent drop. It went from sixty percent uh, watch rate to forty percent, but compared to what? What did they say? Uh, Iron Fist was sixty nine to thirty one. It yeah, was I'm a steep drop for them to Which merit the cancellation, but. I, I, well, like I said, if those shows were still doing returns, Netflix wouldn't drop them. Netflix, exactly. Like if, if they were viewer still based, in the ballpark, they probably wouldn't if, drop. If them. it was either helping retention or getting new viewers, like Stranger Things will get them new. Well, people will resubscribe. Oh yeah, probably yeah. for Stranger Things Wait, season Stranger three. Stranger but three, people, season three? yeah. But people I think to Netflix's weren't doing it for the to Nef- MCU. To Netflix's point, if they are making a debate, Stranger Things doesn't come out every year, or doesn't feel like it has something new that comes out every four months, right? Marvel is at a disadvantage because people can go, I'm sick of Marvel shows rather than saying, well, I'm sick of iron fist. Even though we get an iron fist once every one to, 
year and a half, maybe two years. But in a calendar year, you're getting Iron Fist, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil. So you're getting this constant what feels like a similarity within the show. So I can understand why there would be a drop in retention for a show like that, whereas for Stranger Things, you're building this tension right. for a show that's that's only coming around once every two to maybe three years, depending on how long the development cycle is. Right. Um, but to think about like movies, I think Netflix's like indie movie cred has been pretty low yeah. so far. I mean, they've had a couple of good ones. Bird Box, I think, is one of the more notable notable ones. Those are but I think great. Bandersnatch, it just means uh, uh, Black Mirrors, Bandersnatch. Uh, that that one, that one, I think, got a lot of notoriety, but it died quick. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, and so is I mean, Bird Box. I felt I heard I've more not, about after. I've I've not seen Bandersnatch. So it was it was interesting. It was very hard to get to the ending that the correct ending. Like I I'm, I went through it for a while, and I was like, this is nifty, but. I'm I. Uh, I'm good. I just I was like I went to my roommate and I was like I chose this, you chose this, 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 and you got this ending. Cool. Okay, I did this, 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 and I just figured out what endings weren't working, and then eventually I just Googled it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just it, for the the amount of time investment. Like there's a there's a point where I want to watch a movie, and for me, I usually put and it's a disservice to the movie sometimes or the TV show. I'll put something on and I'll draw or read. Yeah. While I'm doing it, it's but I'm absorbing what's happening. I could not do that with the banner snatch because I had to make physical choices. Yeah, it also wouldn't let me watch it on my Apple TV. Um, Stupid. Nope. Nope. You have to watch it on a. You have to watch it on an iPhone, an iPad, or if you try and watch it, it just won't let you. Yeah, it just says the software is not supported. That's dumb. Which is stupid. Which doesn't make any Um, sense. Because yeah, it's 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 something to do with the Apple TV app and something with Netflix. Long story short. I mean, what are you gonna do? But Mo- I, I'm interested to see where it goes going. Forward. I agree with you. I think I think streaming platforms, um, I think like Hulu moved into it with like TV content, and I think they could do it with and original Hulu showing, movies. And they've well, they've been having indie movies on there all the time. They're just not movies I care to Correct. see. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Netflix, no offense to those movies. Netflix, I think, will have will will grow as a platform in that sense, and I think the they have to evolve or die. It's the same thing when. Um, uh cds like when the movie companies had to move from cds to digital purchase content they were like it's evolve or die yeah you can't you will unfortunately we've entered a period where you cannot compete against uh movies well not even digital plat but like the theater going audience you will you cannot compete against a movie that has an appeal that'll appeal from 50 to five years old yeah it's just impossible it, it's and as if long your as demographic are, covers literally 18 to 49 like which is the typical demographic and even outside of that what chance do you have right you you your target audience is already going to see another movie so yeah. either plan around it yeah which at this point i don't think you can because they're just releasing two movies and dc releasing one movie and right and miscellaneous other movies like Hellboy and uh, X-Men and all this other stuff. All this other stuff. And it's got such a large Fantastic Four for the third time. Like (laughs) Uh, whatever Fantastic Beast movie comes out again. And then we got the next Star Wars movie coming out. Mutants. Um, Well, we're going to be continuing a variation of this conversation. We're going to talk about literature and stuff like that in the next episode. 
um, and how that's being adapted for film. But I'm glad we have this discussion around like the Oscars and stuff like that because it's an it's an interesting dynamic to see how that is a kind of a medium in which we can gauge how Hollywood views itself to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how there's a lot of love for superhero films that doesn't necessarily translate to voters. But at the same time, like theater, the theater goers are speaking loudly with their wallets in terms of the budgets for these films and Definitely, the return on yeah. investment on what's coming. Um, so, you know, we'll see going forward. But that'll be it for us. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash sanctuary one radio. Follow us individually at Diamond Jab, at Props of Prophecy, at Side Burns, uh, B R N Z, side with a Y. I don't understand why you got to spell it that way. It's, was, what it, it's how a species does it's it. It's how his species does it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, you we, can also email the show. Can all be um, crystalline, non birthed perverts, <laughs> persons. Pervert persons? Perverts. Um You can also email the show, sanctuary1radio at gmail.com. Uh, and you can listen to us on uh, Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, any third party all podcast app. You can find us. Just search Sanctuary One Radio. That is it for us. One is in the number. One is in the number, yes. That's it for us. So for myself, for props, for side, we'll see you next time. Toodles.